Hey everybody, welcome to the Downtown Community Church Podcast. My name is William Colley, I'm the Executive Director, and I'm here with your pastor, Ben Kempfer. How's it going, man? What's going on, everybody? Hope everyone's having a wonderful Christmas break as you're listening to this. Some of you guys maybe are mowing the lawn since it's like 80 degrees outside. For some of you, maybe you're enjoying a nice little tan by the pool, or perhaps you're one of the lucky few that are up in the north and uh, actually perhaps seeing some snow. That's right. Um, well, we are excited to be here. Uh, this is a new thing for us, and um, some of you guys are probably wondering why we're doing this. Uh, and today, January 1st, 2017, we uh, actually are not having a gathering um, here at the warehouse, but we are. We did want to come together as a church and, and kind of share something with you guys that's kind of been on our heart, um, and that's been uh, the Sabbath. Uh, so maybe this is something that uh, some of you guys have heard of before, or maybe you've heard references to, um, but maybe it's something that uh, you don't really know much about, so we kind of wanted to dig a little bit deeper into that. So, uh, Ben, what are your kind of initial thoughts on the Sabbath? And- yeah, the Sabbath is, is interesting because it is highly regarded in the Old Testament. Um, it is talked about as one of the Ten Commandments. So it was basically if God gave a top ten list of the most important things, um, that was on it. And the penalty of not following it was death, so it's a pretty serious thing. Uh, On the other side of it, every time pretty much the nation of Israel went away from the Sabbath, uh, it signified it was kind of a catalytic sin for them, where whenever they would go away from it was a time of kind of national rebellion. And then all of a sudden in the New Testament, it doesn't really appear that much. It's referred to a little bit. Jesus is a a kind of a rebel in how he deals with the Sabbath. And uh, there are some some verses that uh, Paul talks about in a number of different places uh, that deal with it. But it's all of a sudden in the New Testament doesn't take on the same significance, doesn't have the same emphasis. So I think a lot of us um, know of the Sabbath, have heard of the Sabbath, but don't really know what to do with it, don't know how to apply it, don't know the relevance that it was given you know, thousands of years ago as the nation of Israel was wandering in, in the desert, um, coming, just coming out of Egypt. Um, but how do you take that? Does it apply it? Um, how strictly do we follow it? Do we, is it a strict thing? Is it an every week thing? Is it a just general principle thing? Um, is it a real command? You know, all the other Ten Commandments seem pretty legitimate still. Um, so I guess kind of the whole thing is a bit foggy with where does it come from? What does it mean? How do we apply it? Is it important uh, to today and to what the Bible speaks about our lives in terms of godliness and our desire to follow Jesus? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so just like with a lot of these principles and a lot of the things that uh, maybe we've heard about, uh, the Old Testament is really where it all starts and really the backbone of the Sabbath and kind of where we were whenever we kind of reference the Sabbath, we always go to the Old Testament. So why don't you start with giving us uh, background there of kind of where it came from and and uh, what people believed. Yeah, sure. So, um, and feel free to pop in when you have any thoughts or questions or things you want to add to. Yeah. Um, but the beginning of the Sabbath really started in the book of Genesis. In Genesis 2, as God creates everything, he creates everything in six days and On the seventh day, he rested. And when he rested, in Genesis 2, you can read this uh, in the first few verses, it calls that day holy. And that was the first time that there was a day of the week that was considered holy, and everything would dive off of that. To move forward, as the nation of Israel would be enslaved in Egypt and then be freed 
uh, by Moses and through a lot of crazy events that happened. They would enter into the desert. They would begin to wander around. They'd go to Mount Sinai. And in Exodus 20, we get the Ten Commandments where God basically says, hey, here are the top ten things or here are ten commandments that I want you to follow. Um, And one of those, in fact, one of the more significant ones of those, and it has more explanation in Exodus 20, was uh, the Ten Commandments or was in the Ten Commandments when God basically said, um, not just keep the Sabbath, or to have a Sabbath, but to keep the Sabbath holy. Um, Now, when he said that, that was basically don't work, don't go try to be productive, don't go and um, lift and, you know, till the land or, you know, take up grain or do anything like that. It was a day to remember God. It was a day to uh, rest. It was a day to worship God. And the whole idea was this is the first day of the week, and so we're going to take the first, we're going to dedicate it towards God, um, and we're not going to do anything else. Now, to kind of give a a little contrast, that sounds somewhat reasonable for us because we have two days off a week. It's kind of how our American culture lives and thrives as we work generally Monday through Friday and we take Saturday and Sunday off. They worked in a culture where you worked seven days a week. There wasn't an off day. There wasn't a Monday where everybody came back to the office and said, oh, I hate Mondays, hashtag Mondays are awful or whatever. Um, It was everybody worked seven days a week. So this meant that the people of God um, had to not work on a day when everybody else was working. So as with any commandment with God, there were implications to that commandment. They had to, uh, they were less productive uh, they didn't have as many hours and days to get as much stuff done. Um, they had to take time to remember God. They had to be intentional about that. But the, in, a, in a land like they lived where your ability to survive was based on your ability to produce, it was a big deal for them to not have to uh, or not be able to work for a day. So going forward, um, Moses actually clarifies in Exodus 31 that the idea of a Sabbath or a Sabbath day's rest and a Sabbath day's focus and to keep the Sabbath holy wasn't simply a command. It was, in fact, a sign of the covenant. We spoke a few weeks back in church and talked about how there was circumcision and circumcision was a sign of the covenant to Abraham. Um, In the same way, uh, for Moses, the sign, the big sign of Moses' covenant um, was the Sabbath. In fact, people will say it this way in kind of the theology nerd world. Um, It was the sign of the Mosaic covenant um, was the Sabbath. That was one of the signs of the Mosaic Covenant um, that was expanded on from Abraham and Noah and Adam, and there was lots of covenants that went back. Um, but it would, in fact, be the sign for the covenant. And again, with all these covenants, with all these signs, with all these commands that God would give, um, there would be implications of what that meant for your life. Just like when God commands us to do stuff today, um, there were you know, implications of their rest. There was implications of their productivity. There was implications of their survival. And a big thing that's kind of underestimated uh, in this is it made them depend on God. It, it spoke to the dependency on God because if I was going to survive, I had to be productive. And if I had to take time about my productivity, that means I really had to have a physical reliance on God in order for me to survive. So there was a huge component to the Sabbath um, that was, again, productivity, a huge prog, uh, piece of it that was focus, a huge piece of it that was worship. But as much as anything, it was, it was a declaration of their dependence on God for survival um, and to really kind of go forward as a nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's also interesting to think um, like there are people that still believe today that you do have to keep the Sabbath holy. You, know, mm-hmm. you have Seventh-day Adventists that, you know, that on Saturdays they don't do anything. You sure. know, they won't. Uh, they won't leave the house. They won't, you know, 
can't watch TV, anything like that. And so um, for us as, as believers, like how, like is, are, are, we, are we sinning by, you know, not keeping the Sabbath holy at this point? You know, because right. I think you look at the other Ten Commandments and you would think if I break any of these, I would consider myself sinning. You know? Right. <laughs> don't, don't put any other gods before yeah, me so, and you put another god before yeah. me. That's kind of a bad Does idea. Chick-fil-A have it right and all the rest of us <laughs> have it wrong? Or? One, yes. Um, but that doesn't have a lot to do with Sabbath. Um, so yeah, so really kind of how that uh, changes and turns is in the New Testament. Um, first, Jesus was a little bit, uh, a, a bit of a rebel when it came to the Sabbath. He healed people on the Sabbath. Um, and people stopped and said, you know, you're not supposed to do any work on the Sabbath. And he would say, well, God does work on the Sabbath, so I'm going to do work, a.k.a. Yeah. I'm God. Um, and so he was a bit of a rebel and caught a lot of flack, honestly, from his work on the Sabbath and would defend that over and over to some of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Um, but the understanding, as we would come to find out through more of the writers of the New Testament, is that Jesus um, didn't just, uh, he, he wasn't simply uh, a guy who changed what the meaning of the Sabbath was. He was, in fact, in himself the fulfillment of the Sabbath, that everything coming to that point was, in fact, um, informed and fulfilled in him. In fact, uh, Paul says it in the book of Colossians. He says it this way, if you uh, are reading the Bible or have access to one, it's in Colossians uh, chapter 2, verses 16 and 17. As Paul's talking and talking specifically, how do we in the New Testament context, or since Jesus has walked the earth, um, look at all these old covenants, all these old uh, festivals, Sabbaths, mm-hmm. all list of, of holy days that they used to have. How do we interface with those in a New Testament, you know, post-Jesus thought process? So in verse 16 of Colossians chapter 2, he says this, Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in question of food and drink, or with regard to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath. In other words, don't let anyone judge you based on how you celebrate those things. Um, that these, all of these, you include the Sabbath in these, so you could say a set, the Sabbath are or was um, a shadow of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. In other words, the Sabbath was an indicator or it was something that was pointing to Jesus, um, but the substance, the fullness of it belongs to Christ. So Christ was the fulfillment of that particular uh, festival. That it was, it, Its primary purpose was to point towards God and point towards Jesus. Now, again, there are great principles that we can lift from the Sabbath, but that informs us that, that we aren't necessarily tied and married to the uh, highly, highly, highly... Um, uh, disciplined, don't do anything every, you know, seventh day. Um, in fact, Paul kind of ex- expounds this because they had some, some debate about this in the New Testament church. In uh, Romans 14, he talks about how there's all kinds of questions about what do you eat, which stuff do you celebrate, you know, which Sabbaths, which not Sabbaths. Uh, and so this was his conclusion in Romans chapter 14, verse 5. He says, One person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. In other words, each person should, whatever you, wherever you fall on that, if you think that you know, one day is really important, you want to dedicate that, or if you think they're all the same, you, know, you should be fully convinced in your mind. Verse 6, the one who observes the day observes in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord, since, it gives th- since he gives thanks to God. While the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. Now this is a really important point, because basically what he's saying is, hey, the principle behind this is that you would honor God. The principle behind this is that in whatever you do, whether you say 
you know, I am not going to do anything. I'm not going to, I'm not going to mow the lawn. I'm not going to wash dishes. I'm not going to, you know, I'm just going to lay here on my couch and, you know, watch Netflix unto the Lord. Um, the idea is that you would honor God and your motive would be to honor God. Um, he finishes by saying this. He says, for none of us live to himself and none of us dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So then whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ died and lived again, that he might be Lord both of the dead and of the living. So the idea behind this whole thing is that um, in the New Testament, we aren't um, confined, um, we aren't restrained under the law to a literal seven days that Jesus came, fulfilled that. And on the other side of it, we have the freedom to experience that however we choose and see fit as long as we're honoring uh, to God. So there's a lot more leniency in the New Testament. How do you do it? Now, again, um, there are incredible principles and incredible ideas in the Sabbath. So to say, hey, you should never take a day off and rest, again, probably a bad idea. Um, the idea of having some type of a Sabbath for yourself, really, really, really good idea. Um, but it's not something that if you don't, you're sinning. If you had a crazy week and you have exams or you have this big project at work or you have your grandparent and kids are in town and you're just on the go, go, go Monday through Sunday and you don't take a day, 24 hours to do something, you aren't in sin. Um, but again, there's principles that are, are really helpful to just everyday life. Yeah, definitely. I know uh, we recently heard a, a speaker and, and she used the phrase embrace the seasons, you know, embrace mm-hmm. the seasons that you're in. And you know, we have seasons that are busy. We have seasons that aren't as busy. Um, and I know for me personally, you know, it's, it's about um, uh, relying on the Lord, like taking, you know, for me to, to take that time and set it aside and say, Lord, like I'm, gonna, I'm trusting you that like, you know, just like uh, in, the, in the Old Testament when they had so much work to get done and, and yeah, there was a lot of benefit if they just kept working, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes we can get so busy and so caught up in what we're doing, and it's like, you know, by taking a day and saying, no, Lord, like, I'm going to focus on you, um, we're, we're also saying, Lord, I'm trusting you that you're going to help me get through this. Right. And not that we want to be lazy through it or not no. that we want to uh, slack off or anything. But um, Yeah, well, I think it's easy to develop a savior complex that if I don't, then God won't. Mm-hmm. And if I don't you know, work hard, if I don't finish this project, if I don't, um, especially in church world, you know, I've got to go, 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 do, 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 and there's so much of the kingdom that, you know, maybe rests on my shoulders that, you know, if I'm not doing something, then God's not going to work because, you know, the the underlying sin of pride behind that is God needs me because God's not big enough to do it in himself, which couldn't be further from the truth, but it's easy to fall into that trap of, you know, if I don't continue to work, continue to do, um, depend on God, rely on God, that ultimately God is God and he's going to do what he's going to do regardless of what I do and what I say, um, then it's easy to fall into that trap. So I think that's a huge yeah. you know, benefit of the Sabbath. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, so for you personally, you know, as we talk about the Sabbath and we talk about uh, the rest, like uh, what, what does that mean to you? How have you applied that in your life um, and kind of how have you, you know, in different seasons, you know, you're about to have another kid. Um, it's going to be a lot different, you know. Like <laughs> yeah, praying for a Sabbath. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, looking back, you know, when you were in college, when you're, uh, you know, before you got married, when you're married, you know, kids, like 
different seasons of life, what does that kind of look like for you? Yeah, sure. So it definitely looks different in different seasons. And it's uh, every season, life gets a little bit busier. Responsibility gets added more. Sabbath, truthfully, becomes more and more difficult to come by. So um, I guess I'd start by saying this, just an honest admission. Um, Sabbath is something that I for sure have to fight for Mm -hmm. uh, because where I am in life um, with being the point leader, both at the meat company and the church, um, there is more need for my time than there is time uh, to meet that need. And so I have to be wise about that. And what can inevitably happen is that I just go, go, go and work, work, work and never actually take time to breathe and to rest, to focus on God, remember on God, rely on God, um, and things like that. So I, one would say I'm not perfect at this by any means, but... Um, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Crazy. I know you guys all thought that I was perfect, uh, so I'm not. Um, but I would say, so Sabbath, at least, uh, it has looked different at different times. I can speak, you know, really how it looks right now, um, which is I have to fight, especially for me, it's a Saturday type of thing, um, Monday through Friday is church work. Sunday, pretty much all day church. Uh, Saturday is the only day for me to really rest. I find that's important. In fact, if I don't take Saturday to rest, I'm much less effective on Sunday through the following Friday because I just feel like I'm burning the candle at both ends. Um, I also, uh, in that day, have a big time uh, focus on God, um, spend more time reading, as much as anything, truthfully, um, spend time with family, uh, my family, um, uh, is extraordinarily giving and that they give a lot of me away. Um, and I have to be careful about that, obviously, in other, in other places. Um, but we don't get the normal weekends like everybody else does. We don't get Sunday off, you know, to, to go and do and get chores done. We got Saturday and that's about it. Um, so I got to be really careful about that time to make sure I'm spending it with God, make sure I'm spending it with, you know, time resting and relaxing, uh, and with our family. On the other side of it too, um, I personally kind of have like a daily Sabbath, I would say. Um, so I have, I try to be very careful about that one weekly. Uh, but then also, it might sound kind of weird, I guess, but for me, one of the best things I can do in terms of resting and relaxing is the opposite of rest, but it's to work out. Um, it's really helpful for me. I mean, it's the one place I can go to just really clear my head. Uh, sometimes I'm in the mer- middle of a workout and think how much I'd rather be any place than here when it hurts and, you know, your lungs burn and things like that. Um, but for me, that creates a, a sense of, of rest. I walk out of it and I feel refreshed and um, restored and renewed and kind of relieve some stress and whatnot. Um, so for me, I don't necessarily have strict guidelines on how, you know, I'm not going to do this or I am going to do this. I'm not going to mow the lawn or I'm not going to do dishes. Um, it's more so making sure I'm being wise about guarding my time, making sure my Saturdays are guarded, making sure that I'm taking time to physically, uh, for myself, um, stay active and uh, kind of keep myself uh, in a place. Because on the other side of that, um, I do think that God does choose to use us. I do think that God does choose to use our time, use our abilities, use our gifts, and um, we're not going to be effective at any of the things that God's called us to if we aren't um, rested, if there isn't a season of, of taking time to breathe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I know for me, uh, personally, we have um, Thursday afternoons. I have to make a point to take off. My wife has off, uh, so we kind of use that as, like, family time. Um, and, and same thing with being gone most of the day Sundays. 
you know, guarding our Saturdays and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I also know that it's very easy to get caught in the trap of, um, you know, I'm taking a break from doing stuff or maybe I'm, um, I'm unplugging from everything else, but mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily focusing on the Lord, you mm-hmm. know, and focusing on being refreshed by him, um, which is obviously why we want to take a break. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to be lazy and we don't want to, sure. um, you know, not do anything, but, um, you know, s- taking those, those healthy habits like working out or spending time with our family, but allowing the Lord to minister to us through that mm-hmm. um, and refresh us through that is, is super important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I would kind of say in, in, in wrapping up as, as you're listening and perhaps you're on break right now, um, this is probably for many of you an actual, this is like the middle of your season of rest, which it is for me um, as well. I One of the things of, for me of, of a Sabbath that I'm uh, really thankful for is the week between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, Lindsay and I both have off, and so we just hang out, go for walks, take Ava down to the park, um, go get ice cream, try to <laughs> corral a two-year-old that doesn't want to eat ice cream or sometimes tries to eat too much ice cream. Um, but for anybody listening, uh, as you're looking and you're thinking, okay, this, is, this sounds good right now, but I'm about to go back into work mode or I'm about to go back into uh, school or I've got family and you know, a thousand things at once, um, I would just really push you to say, hey, you aren't confined to a strict adherence of the Sabbath, um, but you ought to take time every week to rest, to unplug, to relax, to focus on God, to focus on uh, your family, you know, whatever, whatever it is for you, uh, wherever your season of life is, um, you ought to take time. And so a lot of that doesn't happen just by, uh, I just woke up one day and had nothing to do. Because the inevitable of life is there's always something new. There's always more going on. There's always stuff left on the task list and the to-do list. Um, so really, to be strict about structuring it uh, and calendaring it, for me, if I don't calendar, it's not going to happen. If I have a meeting, if I have anything, if it's not on the calendar, it's not going to happen. I can have the greatest intentions in the world, um, but my calendar really dictates my actions. Um, and so I'd say, you know, if you're listening to this, what's the day for you? What's the afternoon for you? What's the night for you that you need to be um, very intentional? And if, if nothing else, you need to calendar it as if you have a meeting that that's what you're going to focus on that day. Because again, to-do lists are always there. Task lists are always there. There's always more productivity. There's always more work to be done. Um, so I would be very, very intentional. If you're here and you're listening and you don't currently take a Sabbath regularly, time to rest, focus, relax on God, or rest, relax, and focus on God, go. um, then I would say absolutely calendar it, put it on the calendar, and then guard it as if it was a meeting. You know, just like for any of us, if there's a Florida State football game and it's on the calendar, I've got that time scheduled. I don't care how much you want to meet with me, it ain't happening because that's, right. that's a priority. <laughs> so in the same way, the, the, the Sabbath for me is absolutely critical to every other part of my week. And I just say, again, if you don't have one, calendar, calendar, calendar. No, that's great advice. I love that. So, um, awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we will see you next Sunday, uh, January 8th. Uh, we'll be back to our normal service times, uh, 9.30, 11, and 5. Uh, excited to see all you guys then. Um, until then, have a great break, and God bless.